We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're coming to you live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook on Sunday, August 8th, about 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Shortly after the conclusion of the Thunder Pistons Summer League game number one, I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got Taylor Peterson with me tonight. Oh, Taylor, I think you're muted, buddy. Yeah, it might help if I unmute now. <laughs> uh, so I'm not so giddy about Josh Giddy's ankle roll, but uh, I am pretty giddy about the, how the game turned out and uh, some of the topics we had to break down. Oh, yes. It's going to be awesome. Just Taylor and I here tonight as Nick and Justin are out in Las Vegas. They were courtside for the game tonight. If you've been awesome. following along with any of the uncontested social media channels, you have seen all of their coverage, all the sights and sounds from Summer League. They have been killing it out there. And they're going to come at you guys with a special bonus episode tomorrow, Monday. Uh, probably Very special. Late afternoon, early evening, uh, that episode will drop. And it's just going to be a Summer League roundup. Every, all the sights and sounds, what they've seen, what they've experienced out in Vegas. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be a blast. And before we get started here, want to make sure to plug this one more time. Ooh, yes. Even though Josh Giddy didn't get to play much tonight, Taylor, hopefully that sprained ankle will be a little healthier by the end of the week because on Friday, the Thunder take on the Golden State Warriors in the Summer League at 6 p.m. Central Time. And the Uncontested is hosting a watch party. We are going to be out at Prairie Tap House in downtown OKC, 6 p.m. Friday evening to watch the Thunder versus the Golden State Warriors. First 50 people to show up and watch with us, we're going to buy you a beer. So make sure to come out, hang out. You can even pick up food on your way. You can have food inside Prairie. So get off work, point. grab some dinner, 
grab your significant other, your buddies, go over to Prairie, eat, watch some Thunder Summer League, chat it up with us, hang out, and get a free beer on the yeah. Uncontested. Please and then come we'll, uh, and hang out some with us. Celebratory beers as well. Uh, hopefully, Josh Giddy will be playing. There um, we go. Well, yeah, hopefully a lot to celebrate. So we are super excited to host this event, uh, and we hope to see all of you come out and hang out with us out at Prairie. It's going to be a blast. Taylor, Kamiar, and I, uh, hopefully Kamiar will be able to make it. Taylor and I will for sure be there. Uh, Nick and Justin, unfortunately, will not, as they will just be getting back from Vegas Summer League. So we're going to give them a little bit of a break, not make them come <laughs> up from Dallas for the watch party. But we're super excited uh, to team up with Prairie for this. Super excited to meet a lot of you guys in person for the first time. Agreed. And buy you guys, yeah, and buy you guys a beer. So let's make it happen. I love it. I'm excited. Uh, and, and that's going to be just a fun matchup as well. You obviously have Kaminga, who the Thunder passed on uh, for Josh Giddy. So a little bit of a, I don't know if you call it bad blood there, but uh, I'm sure Kaminga is going to come out trying to bury the Thunder. So it, it should be another really fun matchup, just like tonight was. Oh, yes. Uh, and tonight was a great matchup. The Oklahoma City Thunder take on the Detroit Pistons. Cade Cunningham versus Josh Giddy. although Josh, uh, as we'll get into, Taylor didn't get to play much at all. Mm -hmm. Thunder do win the game 76-72. to 72. We first got to start, Taylor, and, and we're keeping this episode a little bit shorter tonight since Justin and Nick are coming at you guys with a bonus show tomorrow. But Taylor, we got to start off with the Josh Giddy stuff. What a great start for the rookie. Off the tip-off, comes off the screen, yep. drives the paint, and throws one down. Yep. I was like, stop it. <laughs> stop the presses. Give him the max contract now. Build, build the genius. statue. Let's go. Giddy greater than Cade. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, what was it? Two possessions later, say, drives in. Much. Didn't even step on somebody. Uh, just stepped on his own his own foot awkwardly. Uh Twisted Tweaked the ankle, right ankle. Yep. Uh, tried to stay in the game, tried to play on it, did not work, got taken out, and ended up going to the locker room after, at the end of the first quarter, never came back. So, yep. Unfortunately. Uh, so Thunder uh, PR came out, tweeted out that uh, he was going to be out the rest of the game. Uh, this was right around halftime uh, with a, a sprained right ankle. It didn't look super serious, thankfully. I mean, serious to the point where I definitely understand why he didn't come back in the game and I, he would have been playing through discomfort. I just mean like not so serious to where um, I think it would have like affect him, you know, after summer league or anything like that. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and I'm hoping we will get to see him. Thunder don't play again until Wednesday night. They have yep. two days off between now and their next game. So let Giddy ice that bad boy up, get some treatment, and hopefully we will see him Wednesday. And then definitely, I hope we see him Friday at our watch party. Agreed. Agreed completely. Yeah, so he has some time. Um, so we can, like you said, hopefully see him at some point, even if it's not Wednesday, hopefully Friday. Very good point. Yeah, definitely. So other guys we got to talk about. Uh, first guy in this game that we have to touch on, Taylor. I know Cade Cunningham played. I know Detroit had some had some good dudes. Teo Maladone was the best player on the floor tonight, and I don't want to hear otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like we kind of talked about this in our chat. I might have even said it on a podcast here, right around at kind of after the draft. I think when Thunder fans were uh, a little disappointed <laughs> with who the Thunder ended, ended up with, not necessarily that they weren't excited about Josh Giddy, but just in the sense that it's not a big name like a Kaminga. It's not like Scotty Barnes because he skyrocketed up, you know, draft boards. Uh, it wasn't some of these people that they had been, you know, kind of doing their homework on um, since uh, right, you know, 
up there into the draft lottery. So one thing I said to mention is like, don't forget about some of these young guys that are already on the team. Obviously Poku, um, who we saw sitting uh, courtside with Shea, Lou, uh, Ty Jerome, uh, Muskie, a really door, a bunch of good people there or a, a good group of, of players there. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Teo was the, uh, not only the best French point guard on the floor, but I think maybe the best player as well. 15 points um, on, let's see, what was his free throw rate? Um, <laughs> he was only 20% from three, which is kind of interesting because he played so well, which I think just shows how effective he was. He was um, four of 11 from the floor, but he just was attacking so well, had some incredible finds. Um, and to me, Jacob, he just looked not only quicker, but also stronger as well. Um, I thought he's not only filled out his frame a little bit, but was able to absorb contact really well, um, mm -hmm. especially under the rim. And that allowed him to not only uh, finish through contact or, you know, to create the foul, but also to be able to create for teammates when he's down there in the paint. Um, I, I thought he looked quicker and stronger, which is a huge and great development for Teo. Yeah. Well, speaking of Taylor, uh, as we are recording this currently, Thunder uh, are holding media availability. Yep. Uh, and our own Nick Crane out there in Vegas um, says that Teo said he has been lifting twice a day since the season ended uh, to get Ooh. bigger and stronger to help him defend better, play better through contact, et cetera. So uh, you're, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head there. Yeah. 15, Interesting. 15 points. Was it 10 or 11 assists tonight? 15 uh, I think points, it was 11. 11 assists, five rebounds, um, and wasn't very efficient. And we know Teo can, can shoot the ball better. He can be right. more efficient. So really good stuff from Teo. Taylor, we can never take – like I hate the overreactions. The, the, the best one was – was it Big Wass on Twitter who tweeted yes. four minutes into this game – Thunder Kid might be overrated. It's like, bro, you were four minutes into the yeah. first summer league game. I hate yeah, I don't know where, over. I don't know what Sam Presley did to him or what it was because then he tweeted out about Teo as well, saying that he couldn't hang with Killian. It was like, are you even watching the games? Look, I don't mean to go down like a ringer uh, rabbit hole here, but that's why I can only listen to the mismatch with Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor. And honestly, like I can do, um, I can do Bill Simmons at times. I can do um, Rosillo at times, but like. The Waz and the Chris Ryans and some of those. I just, I mean, are you watching basketball or are you just trying to like spew out hot takes and get people upset with you? So I tried not to pay it any mind. Um, but I think it was pretty obvious there that, uh, like I said, Tay was the best French point guard on the floor for sure. Um, and, and I think that was pretty evident from this, their rookie seasons as well. Definitely. And, and you, we can't read too much into a single summer league game one way or the other, but the pace, the vision, the style, just to me, Taylor, tonight, it looked like Teo doesn't need to play summer league basketball because he's too good for that competition. I, I agree with that. We actually had somebody in the chat mention this. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was silver. Is Teo going to be playing any more games? And, um, you know, that's, that's a good point. I think so, just because of the team need at this point for the blue. Not that that necessarily matters in summer league. You can throw out whoever you want. Um, but... I, I think they like Teo kind of running the show here as well. They yeah. like this confidence that he's getting. Uh, they like this experience. Speaking of experience, I think tonight was just a really good example of uh, the dividends that that playing time Teo got the second half of this past season, uh, this, this past regular season when Shea was out, how great that was for him and his growth. Definitely. Uh, sorry, another quick update. Uh, it, it sounds as though uh, head coach of the Thunder Summer League, Grant Gibbs, is saying that Giddy 
was uh, dealing with a bit of an ankle injury coming into the game tonight Ooh. and then retweaked it. So, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, I bad. think I think Teo will continue to play during summer league, but I I just think he's he's leveled up past this past this level of competition. He doesn't need to play like summer league ball to like prove anything, right? Because he's too good for this competition at this point. Yeah, it's more That's so kind of honing on his craft. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, next guy, Taylor, that I wanted to touch on real quick, another Thunder rookie. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who what, I do, uh, yeah. I, I do not believe he has signed any sort of contract yet. Yeah, I haven't seen anything um, on him. I, I guess Wiggins is a two-way. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if Wiggins got signed to a two-way pretty quickly. But man we and Giddy anything. signed today, but nothing from uh-huh. Robinson Earl. Um, yeah, it's a good point. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of what kind of contract he signs. Uh, but played 27 minutes, shot 50% from the floor, 25% from three, only 50% from the free throw line on one of two. But 14 points, two steals, six, six rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. What? What were? I'll, I'll be really honest with everybody that listens to our show. This is the first time I've ever watched Jeremiah Robinson Earl play basketball. Never yep. watched him before. What were your impressions, Taylor? He's such a fundamental guy. And like, it makes so much sense, right? The Jay Wright, Villanova, uh, NBA ready player. I mean, that's exactly what uh, Robinson Earl seemed like. Um, for his size and his position, the, the thing that really stood out to me there, especially in the first half, was his ability to be able to switch on smaller, quicker guards and being able to defend on the perimeter using his, even even with his size, using his length and being able to keep up with those um, offensive players that are quicker or smaller than him. He did a great job. He contested some guards um, after a pick and roll uh, really well on the perimeter there, especially, like I said, in the first half. Um, also makes just great reads. Had some really good passes. Uh, knew when to drive to the rim, when to pull up. We saw him uh, be able to hit from uh, from outside. So just a lot of versatility. Um, never going to be like a flashy guy. But again, just does all the fundamentals so well. Sees the game really well. And, um, you know, it's just kind of the, the typical Villanova NBA-ready player. Um, saw a lot of that tonight. Yeah, he you, you hit the nail on the head there as far as fundamental. That's immediately what I thought of whenever I started watching him play. He doesn't jump on pump fakes. He stays in a defensive stance. He's got his ass down and his arms out. Uh, he sets solid screens. He knows when to roll, when to pop. He doesn't try to do too much. He is what I would call a connector, right? He kind of connects players and plays together. He never like holds the ball too long. He never stagnates the offense. He communicates well on defense. He battles and he's a bit of a tweener. He can play some four, play some five. I kind of foresee him playing five for the thunder. Yes. Yeah, coming this up season, here. He's already, need. yeah, he's a little bit older. Um, he's already got more of a, like a physically ready body. Um, and that's a I good think, point too. I think, I think his, that's a little his, underrated. Yeah. I think his pick and pop game, will work really well with a lot of the passers on this team as well, including Shea So Gilles this is Alexander. really interesting. Not to just keep uh, pumping out quotes from the presser, <laughs> but uh, JRE, this is from Nick. Uh, he said, quote unquote, I'm just trying to be as versatile as possible when he was asked if he's a center or not. And kind of goes exactly along the lines of what we're saying as well. He's mm-hmm. just there to try and get on the court. And I think what he showed tonight is that he can. I think he's absolutely going to be a guy that sees a rotation, especially when he's doing stuff like that in front of Mark Dignall. Totally seems like a Dignall kind of player to me. Yeah, JRE has a lot of um I don't really know how to compare him. His his game, just the fundamental 
dribble handoffs, setting screens, rolling, popping, rotating, communicating. It's just very Collison-esque, you know, and, and the Thunder obviously love guys like that. So that's, uh, yeah, I, I was very impressed. Again, we can't take too much from a single summer league game. Right. But what, what we saw from JRE was good. Right. Exactly. And, and, I think there's like tangibles there that we noticed that will translate at the next level. Exactly. And, and so I'm excited to see what the rest of the week looks like for him, how he plays, uh, and what we can take away from that. So good stuff from him. Let's talk some of the other rookies. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think I tweeted this out, Jacob, but like one of my biggest takeaways from this game, um, and I know we'll get specifically in Trey Man because he didn't necessarily have a bad game. Like there's stuff to really be excited about, but. There was two rookies I think all the Thunder fans had in mind coming into this game and into this week of Summer League, these couple weeks that they make it into the playoffs, the playoffs. Uh, and there's two rookies we really expected to kind of show out, I think, um, especially for this first game. But it was the other two rookies mm-hmm. <laughs> that played the best. Yes, obviously, very much Giddy, so. Giddy had the injury, and, and you know that obviously affects things. But um, it was Aaron Wiggins, and it was uh, you know uh, Robinson Earl, like we just talked about. Uh, do you want to start with Wiggins? Yeah, let's do it. Kid's got some sauce. He did. <laughs> he had, I did not expect that out of him. I, I watched some highlights of him at, out of Maryland. Also, I think after our post-game draft, um, or post-game, our post-draft podcast we did um, here a couple weeks ago, uh, I think I said that he was like Aaron or uh, Andrew Wiggins' brother. He's not, no relation. Um, it was late and I was tired. But <laughs> still, still the best Wiggins in the NBA. <laughs> but still, yes, me. yes. So I watched a couple of highlights of him just after the draft. But again, another guy, not on my board at all, uh, or, you know, not <laughs> somebody I really paid attention to. But what he showed today was really impressive. Um, obviously, I think more of a score, not that he can't create, but his ability to drive to the rim was really impressive to me. He's crafty around the rim, another crafty guy. Yeah, that that move he had where he drove like pivot and then turned and back spun. the other way and went yes. up and under off the wrong foot. Like, yeah, that was that was impressive. He's got a nice little jumper, um, and he's got really good size. Yes, absolutely. The size was impressive, and that he, he's able to use that to his advantage with some of that strength. Like you said, he, it, some you know, not necessarily push offs, legal push offs, <laughs> able to use his size and strength to separate himself from defenders and create space. And like you said, uh, work, you know, able to, uh, create space for that jumper. Uh, the jumper did look nice. We saw him hit a three, I believe. I don't think he had off to look at the box score again. I don't think he had more than one three, but a really nice, uh, surprise there with, with Aaron Wiggins and another guy, I think who could potentially see some rotation minutes this season, just based off it being another, um, development year, <laughs> uh, especially in the second half of the season. But yeah, he was six of 11 from the floor, which is pretty wild. Oh, he didn't shoot a three. He had a couple of shots that I thought were close, but they weren't. Um, 13 points, um, had three stills, which is impressive as well. He used his, his size really well on the defensive end and five rebounds. So again, just somebody who's kind of going in there and making things happen and uh, was a big reason there after that first quarter when the starters kind of struggled, especially after Giddy got banged up. Um, he came in and really gave the the team a spark. And I think they went on like a 9-0 run there to end the first quarter and got back in the game. So uh, really excited about, or I shouldn't say really excited, but very interested in Aaron Wiggins. I think he's a guy, again, who um, will benefit just more and more playing time. Definitely. I think he's going to get a lot of time playing for the OKC Blue. Yep. Uh, I, think, I think we will see him with the Thunder frequently, uh, especially now that the rules on the two-way contracts have changed a little bit. So he looked nice though. Um, yeah, he did. Again, we'll we'll see what the rest of the week looks like for him, but looks like something solid to build off of. 
Let's transition now to our guy, Trey Mann, Trey 1K. Yep. Uh, struggled a little bit tonight. I, I thought just all around the shot was not going in. He had some really good moves. He had that baseline, like, kind of stutter behind the back and just completely lost the defender and then missed the oh, shot. Yeah. He had a step back three where that was his dirty. guy ended up in a different area code, <laughs> right? Like, Sent him to California. <laughs> yeah, and pulled back and just missed the jumper. He had a really nice-looking floater there in the fourth that just didn't fall in. Then so, he had that like insane play under the basket where he was able to kind of manipulate his body and finish uh, almost uh-huh. like a almost like a 360 kind of move. Um, Definitely. The Thunder actually tweeted out, kind of like what you're getting at. I think Trey showed the flashes um, very much first game kind of thing for him. Um, I thought he competed well defensively well enough. He's obviously never going to be a like stellar defender. I also don't think, again, we kind of talked about this after the draft and kind of breaking down his film some, but he's never going to be a uh, necessarily like a, a high level creator, like maybe a Teo or a Shea. Um, but what he will be is a scorer and somebody who can get you a bucket, especially off the bench. And mm-hmm. I think we saw that tonight, even though his shot wasn't falling, um, it will, it will. And again, uh, I said this heading into summer league, but I think I would not be surprised if Trey Mann has a 20, 30 plus game, but by, by the time this, this uh, week's over, I think he just needed to get that first game out of the way. You know, that's something Robinson Earl mentioned in his press conference as well, or post game conference as well. Um, and I think I to- that just needs experience. I, I totally agree with that. Watching the way Trey played tonight offensively, whenever he would turn the ball over and get back on defense, some of the stuff he did on defense, I have no clue what it what it's like to be a top tier level athlete, Taylor. Like <laughs> we we know this, right? But have Me you neither. ever gone have you ever gone to play like a, a pickup game and it's with like a whole bunch of people that you've never met before and you yep. watch them play the first game and you're like, oh shit, these guys are good. And yeah. then you get out there and you're just like, I feel like I'm in a little over my head. Or not um, even pick up. I think back of like to the high school, like middle school AAU days where like uh, a team and during the summer, right? Not like the harder, or I guess it is kind of now, but uh, a team's playing a tournament. They know your team isn't playing. So they ask you to come and play with them. You know, they're great players. They wanted you to, to play that weekend because they know, you know, that you can play with them, but you're going to struggle that weekend because of fit and your first time playing with people. Like, I, is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, it just seemed like he was a little timid, a little in over his head. Yep. Trying the moment was a little bit big. The speed of the game was a little too fast. It's a good point too. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I just think he just needs time. Yep. Right? He he just JRE played a lot of college basketball. Um Giddy played professionally overseas. Teo's already played in the NBA, so the summer league is like slow-mo version yeah. for him played as a starter uh-huh. <laughs> there for a long it's time. Just, it's going to take Trey a little bit. I'm interested to see how he looks in the next game. You know, obviously if those open threes and those layups and that open floater go in and this, instead of his stat line, his shooting splits being three of 14 from the field, if they're seven of 14 from the field and he has 20 points, we're having a completely yep. different conversation. Yep. It's what a, a lot- steal. Trey man's better than book night. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of it is, you know, is, is just uh, a make or miss league. Right. We hear that a lot. I'm not, again, we're not getting too high off Jeremiah Robinson Earl in one game. So we're not going to get too low off Trey man in Trey one man. summer league yep. game. 
Very good right. point. I saw somebody take- tweet this out to a friend of the pod, uh, Mike the Hill of the Timeline, the Phoenix Suns uh, podcast. So the mm-hmm. Suns Summer League's playing right now against the Lakers. Uh, but they, you know, he kind of had a tweet like, you know, don't take any of these big games by some of these players for granted. And mentioned um, like Corkmon's going for 40 and Amo, Anthony Morrow going for 40 and there's in his Summer League debut with the Warriors. But somebody responded to him and he said, uh, and they said, you know, definitely don't take um, some of these big games, you know, it, you don't look too much into those during summer league, but what you can take away um, from summer league is players who kind of have bad games or show they can't really hang. Um, I kind of thought this about Obi Toppin <laughs> in that first half, and then he completely shut me up in the second half. Yeah. If you have like a second year player, like say Teo went out there and uh, just kind of looks like Trey Mann, just a little lost out there, maybe, uh, especially on the offensive end, couldn't really hang defensively. That's something you can definitely take away. But in Trey Mann's case, you can't see that. He was absolutely competing. He was getting his shots off, getting to the spots that he wanted. And again, he hung in there on defense. And um, so there wasn't anything alarming, I think, kind of like you were saying. Definitely. So we'll just wait and see. But I think Trey is, obviously his, his elite skill is shooting. Um, I hope, I, I didn't realize this until I looked at the box score. He had the most field goal attempts on the team and it did not feel that like crazy. that. It's crazy. It did not feel like that. It, Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. He he took 14 shots. Second highest was Wiggins and Maladone at 11 apiece. Oh, I'm sorry. Robinson Earl had 12 shots. Um, but it did not feel like he led the team in shot attempts tonight. So, yep. I think one one more guy, just really quick. We won't spend a lot of time on him, but I have some people tweeting me about the about him. So I kind of wanted your thoughts, Jacob. Uh, Oscar De Silva, I believe he's out of Stanford. I don't know much about him as well, other than what I saw tonight. But he had some like good flashes and like gave the team some really good minutes, especially when JRE was out um, because of Thunder. Those are the only two bigs on this team, literally. Yes, he is very very long. Is my takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> true. And he's able to use that to his advantage. Some, um, let's see, he was four. That seems crazy too. He was four of eight from the field. He shot the ball eight times, um, had eight points and three rebounds. Um, again, just gave the team some, some decent minutes, played about 12, 12, almost 13 minutes. Um, which was the second least behind Josh Giddy. If you don't include like Jalen McHugh, who didn't play at all. That was interesting. Uh, Emmett Williams, a kid out of OSU. He didn't play. And then Ryan Wolveridge did not play either. Um, but I thought we'd just briefly touch on uh, De Silva because uh, he, yeah, for he did sure. some things. <laughs> for sure. So I look forward to watching them play again Wednesday night. And then I really look forward to Sunday night watching them yes. play live. Uh, well, we, we won't be Perfect. there live, but we'll be at the at the watch party live. Friday. You, I, uh, and Friday. all of our all of our friends uh, will be out there, all of our listeners on Friday night, 6 p.m. Yeah. Prairie Tap House downtown OKC. So come hang out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Taylor, we, we are getting some questions in the chat. Uh, you guys keep those coming because we are going to answer all of those in just a moment. But first, Taylor, I wanted to do a quick, and by quick, I mean quick, roundup of Thunder Free Agency. So the Thunder and Free Agency brought back Mike Muscala. Uh, Calmier and I talked about this on Wednesday show. The Thunder signed Shea to the extension. No opt-outs. He's locked up for six straight years, which is incredible. Huge, yep. Uh, they pulled the qualifying offer for Svi Mihailuk, making him an unrestricted free agent, basically meaning they're not going to bring Svi back. Were you surprised by that? Uh, not before. <laughs> like, I, I kind of expected them to do that originally. What surprised me was that they did um, place a qualifying offer on Svi or, or offered, or, you know, for Svi. Um, and then they. what surprised me is that they did that and then they pulled it, which made me think that Svi had a better opp- opportunity elsewhere. And Presti, you know, was fine with that, opens up another roster spot, um, just makes it way cleaner and easier for him to be able to go to another opportunity. But he hasn't signed with that person yet, which makes me think that, you know, he he does have another plan, uh, him being Presti, or two, he just valued that extra roster spot um, heading as we get closer into the season, even as the season begins. Um, so that did surprise me a little bit. Definitely, definitely. They also buy out Kemba Walker. Which that I one think was a was surprise. <laughs> surprising. Yeah, we thought that they would try to find a trade. Um, I think the trade market just dried up on them. And uh, we haven't got reports yet on how much Kemba gave back in that buyout. I'm interested to see what that is. But regardless, like at this point in this rebuild, that money doesn't matter, right? It, it's not that big of a deal. So, Taylor, my, my big question in talking about Thunder Free Agency. Is there are 15 guys currently on roster or we expect to be on roster? All right, here they are. Mike Muscala, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Derek Favors, Gabby Deck, Alexei Pokashevsky, Darius Baisley, Ty Jerome, Teo Maladone, Kenrich Williams, Lou Dort, Isaiah Roby, Charlie Brown Jr., Trey Mann, Josh Giddy, and we're awaiting the signing of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Which that will is- happen. That, that is 15. So unless Jeremiah Robert, Robinson Earl signs a two-way, which I don't think that's what's going to happen, but maybe. I don't right. think that's what's going to happen, though. Uh, or they let Deck go, and, and we've we've talked about there are reports out there that he is trying to go back and play for Barcelona. Um, or they maybe they um, just cut Charlie Brown Jr. and his non-guaranteed deal. The Thunder are at the 15-man roster. Are they yep. done in trades and free agency? Is this the 15 players that are going to be on the roster on opening night? I kind of think, especially if Dex gone and that's another open roster spot, um, there could be like one more small move. Um, again, I, I, I think Pressy wants at least one or two roster spots open and are available to be able to take on um, to take on money or sorry to take on uh, bigger contracts in addition for or uh, <laughs> to be able to get additional assets. Mm-hmm. So that would be my guess if anything were to happen. I don't think it'll be a free agency signing like a marketing <laughs> or even just anybody for that yeah. matter. And hey, speaking of that, reports out today that the Chicago Bulls still hold Laurie Markkinen's restricted free agent rights and want to sign and trade him and want a first round pick in return. Uh, the Thunder are not going to play ball with that. Uh, I know some people, a lot of people in my Twitter mentions today said, go ahead, do it. 
I'm just telling you from like from experience and and watching this team and understanding how they operate. I would be very, very, very surprised if mm-hmm. Sam Presti traded a first round pick solely so he could give Larry Markin a contract. If Presti wanted Markin, it would have there would already be talk or reports that there's mutual interest there, and it probably would have already happened. I don't think exactly. he has interest. Um, and Markkinen probably doesn't have interest on the other side. It seems like he's being a little picky with where he wants to go. So 100%. Um, so but yeah, I, I think like if anything were to happen, it's not going to be a free agency signing. It would be Presti trading up for another kind of bigger contract in order to get additional assets. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of the deck situation, I think this roster is pretty much set, especially if uh, Robinson Earl continues to show what he did tonight throughout this week in summer league, that gets you your third big, right? With Mascala favors and, um, and Robinson Earl, like I, I, I you know, I, I feel like the roster is pretty set at that point. We know this this team has guard depth. Um, a lot of those guards are versatile. Will be playing the wing as well, and they do have a couple wings, obviously, in Giddy, um, and and others, uh, Basley and others. So um, I think we're pretty close to set. I think I agree with you. I think I agree. I think if they were <laughs> you and I was thinking, oh <laughs> no, I, I think if they were going to sign somebody in free agency, it would have been done by now. Yeah. Um, I can see them being a player, maybe getting involved in a in a trade somewhere or just keeping a roster spot open to be a dumping ground at the trade deadline. Yeah. Right. I, I can see a lot of those things happening. Uh if the rest of the summer is letting Gabby Deck go back to Barcelona and then signing Jeremiah Robinson Earl to the uh, the Lou Dort contract, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yep. I could totally see it ending that way. So awesome. Well, again, we're keeping this episode short today due to Justin and Nick dropping a summer league roundup, uh, summer league reactions show tomorrow. Actually fun fact. Yeah. They are going to be the first ever podcast to record in the blue wire podcast studio in the Wynn hotel and resort in Vegas, which is absolutely awesome. So they're recording that tomorrow afternoon and they will drop it. Uh, for all of you guys to to hear. So we don't want to make this show too long because they have another show coming your way tomorrow. So Taylor, let's wrap this one up by going through the comment section. Awesome. Um, so Silver mentioned, uh, and we already mentioned this, I think, but uh, asked, is Teo going to be playing any more games? Um, I think we kind of think he will at this point, but to to what you said earlier, Jacob, uh, I think what he showed today is that, you know, especially with the experience he got last season, he's, I don't know if too good for the competition is the right term there. He probably is, um, but he doesn't necessarily need to be. It's just more so honing in on his craft. They have three more games, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and yep. then the playoffs. How many How many of the next Ooh, three does he play? Too. He could sit some of those. That's a really good point. Let's say he plays. I say he plays Wednesday, Friday. Doesn't yeah, play I was going to say Friday, maybe even sits Wednesday, but I, I bet you're right. They'll play on Wednesday, Friday, and probably Yeah, they're not going to play him on the Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, I don't think. Yep, good point. Good point. Um, Nate Sanders, uh, <laughs> this is just a comment. The most important thing that we learned tonight is that Aaron Wiggins is better than Cade. Fair. Uh, a lot of a lot of comments about uh, Teo and Wiggins looking nice. Um, Robinson Earl. Now, Sean, uh, all aboard the Robinson Earl train. Saying that JRE greater than Poku because we know Sean's hate for Poku. <laughs> SMH, um, man. Yeah. SMH. Yeah. Um, so Adam Baker um, had one more question about Robinson Earl. Speaking of him, uh, he, he it caught like the very end of us talking about Robinson Earl, but he wanted our thoughts on his potential ceiling. 
um, because he liked a lot of what he saw tonight from JRE. Yeah, so it, it's hard to really like put a ceiling on this dude because I don't know a ton about him. Uh, I don't think he is going to be an all-star. Uh, I don't think he's going to be some sort of superstar player. I don't think he's going to be some 20 and 10 type of guy. I like, honestly, I kind of see his role on this team being like a Nick Collison type, uh, a ball mover on offense, a screen and roll screen and pop type player who never holds onto the ball more than two or three seconds. Um, plays smart, plays defensively, communicates is versatile. Uh, and it's just kind of a glue guy. Uh, I, yep. And if you got a a high caliber glue guy at pick number thirty two, that's great news. Yep, I, I think I agree with you completely. I was trying to think of um, some player comps. Um, it's hard <laughs> I really to don't have any. One. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was scrolling through uh, Kevin O'Connor's uh, draft board. I don't even think he has Robinson. Yeah, Pearl I don't on think here. he's going to have him on there. Yeah, he has Wiggins at sixty two, which is kind of cool. Um, Who did he comp Wiggins section. to? Who's his Wiggins uh, shades of? He has um, shades of Pat Connington. It's interesting. Okay. I kind of like that. Um, maybe Robinson Earls and the Bigs and not the Fords. Um, I don't have to waste too much much time on this. I'll flip through it quickly. Yeah, I'm not seeing them. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, again, I like a lot. I, I think just after one game, it's hard to come up with a necessarily a ceiling or even player comps. Uh, but I'll think more about it this week. Mm, yeah, I, I I think he's gonna be a a glue guy. Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Maybe Nick Colson isk kind of. Um, Trey Manstein. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize Jeremiah Robinson Earl is. Oh, he'll be twenty one in November. Yeah, he's oh, wow. a little bit older. He's a little okay. bit older. Huh, interesting. That's actually kind of younger than I thought he might be. I thought he might even be closer to like twenty two or Shay's age. Um, Trey Manstein. Thoughts on Rob Edwards' shot selection. Rob Edwards uh, obviously played with the OKC Blue last season in the bubble. Um, got quite a bit of burn with the Blue, but never made it to the uh, up to the Thunder. Um, Trey Manstan asked, thought he could have been more passive. <laughs> Trey Manstan. That guy shot so many times. I was like, why yes. is he still shooting? Stop shooting and move the ball. Yep. It, it, I, I, that, that was going to be my answer. Those G League guys who are stuck in the G League, like when they get opportunities like this, they're the ones they're who are gunning. throwing up shots. They're gunning. They they're gunning. running and gunning because they want to try and get that that last two way spot, or they want yep. to you know try and they're get hoping a another, spot team, for another team. Another yeah. team is watching. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that that's what that was all about. Um, probably isn't um, as you know. I, I think Rob Edwards in the right situation probably could show a little more rounded of a game, but not somebody really. I think on the Thunder trade are long term. Um, let's see, Sean, uh, we just talked about this, but he asked if the Thunder are going to actually sign anyone. We don't really think so. I don't think so. Yeah. It's going to be more of I a could trade, be wrong, but I don't think so. Silver, um, heard us talk about this earlier though, and asked what is a realistic trade that the Thunder could potentially look at for one of those, uh, open roster spots heading into the season. I don't know. I mean, the Thunder could get in and be a dumping ground and like maybe the Ben Simmons trade whenever that goes down or a Pascal Siakam trade mm -hmm. when that goes down. If there's dead salary going somewhere that somebody doesn't want, the Thunder can step in and absorb that. If a team wants to to sign somebody but needs to move off a different contract, the Thunder can do that and, and take on assets in return. I think that's most likely what you're going to see. Yep. I agree. Kind of surprised the Thunder didn't get didn't take Sanonio's role like in the that Hutchinson. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, exactly. Get Hutchinson in return. I, I was surprised about that as well. I, I thought maybe they would. So again, that just like these small little things make me think that Presti does still have something in the works, but 
who knows with Sam. Yep. Uh, let's see, Trey. Uh, Trey asked what happened with Vit. Um, so Vit, nothing recent that we know about, but he tore his ACL. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob. But did it happen before he w- or like yeah, before he was even drafted by the Thunder? Yeah, last year? before the draft. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And so they uh, obviously are very interested in him because they actually brought Vit over um, back overseas here to OKC um, for him to rehab with the team rather than just letting him rehab with his team back overseas. And then he is uh, you know still not clear for five on five play, which is why he was in street clothes. But they have him with the team which is cool, um, obviously, to get acclimated, be around his teammates. I think Andrew Schlecht uh, was there in person today as well and was tweeting about how Vitt was jumping up and down, all uh, super active on the bench, which I think is really cool because that's another player I'm really interested in to kind of see how he fits and, and what his game looks like. Definitely. Um, Kiwi Greg says uh, Gibbs said that Giddy didn't come in with an ankle injury, although I oh, saw that maybe too. I misread. Well, did you see Ryland Styles' tweet is the one that I saw. I think Kiwi Greg tagged us in it. Um, and it, but he said that Gibbs said Giddy didn't come in with an ankle injury. Um, I don't know if that was a typo if you saw a different tweet. Oh, no. Maybe I just misread. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it, maybe it is a new injury. That, that'd Me be good. know <laughs> no how to read. <laughs> That's uh, that's one of the people teaching our, our youth, America. Hey. <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. Yeah, I love it. Um, hey, can I do a shout out real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt very guilty putting my Amazon teacher wish list oh. on Twitter uh, a few days ago. And because I feel bad, like asking people to get me stuff, right? Like that, that feels like it just, it doesn't sit right with me. Right. Uh, but I tweeted it out and within three hours, uh, everything on my list got bought. I was going to say, people beat like, me to it. because $275 <laughs> worth of stuff, uh, tons of posters and stuff for my new classroom. That's awesome. Uh, I've had so many people from overseas DM me and tell me that that they picked something up and thanks, thanks for being a teacher and blah, blah, blah. And I haven't had a chance to stay on the podcast yet, but just like I've had am- the Amazon guy like knows my, my <laughs> house by memory now because he's been delivering so much stuff. Just like incredibly humbled, incredibly, incredibly humbled. Uh, So much stuff coming in, uh, so much awesome stuff that that if you looked at my Amazon list that I put out, uh, for those of you who did, uh, you know the kind of classroom I'm trying to set up, uh, one of equity and making sure that every kid is is welcomed and belonged and for people to to support that and back me up in that. just very humbled. And, and really so thank cool. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Really cool. And, and very special. And it shows the kind of community I think that OKC is and that Thunder fandom and the Thunder, you know, the Thunder organization always talks about community. Man, um, I, just really I've, had, I've had New Zealand folks like hitting me up saying, Hey, I bought you something. Also, I know shit is crazy over there with the Delta variant. Um, Shoot, shoot me your address so I can send you some of our masks that we have over here. These oh, reusable awesome. masks and blah, blah, blah. And j- just that's like so insane, cool. insane. That's so, so cool. Well, it's going to make my up, year awesome. Sean brought up a really good point in the chat. Uh, teachers shouldn't be having to buy their own school supplies. So you shouldn't feel guilty about that. If anything, it's just a reflection on our um, on our education system right yeah. now. Well, well, um, well, thank you, Sean. So I also, <laughs> I also believe teachers should not have to buy our own supplies. We also shouldn't have to crowdfund it uh, on Twitter and Facebook. It should be funded right. by 
uh, our tax dollars and maybe we need to reprioritize where our government spends our money. Exactly. I like it. Now, Sean did also mention uh, talking about he, he just likes those Nova guys. Jay Wright coaches them up upright. Um, and, and, you know, we kind of talked about the beginning of the podcast. And this is really cool. Uh, ben, no last name. This is from Periscope. It says, my guy Teo was looking good. Salutations from France and thanks for the show, guys. Very hey, cool, the uncontested worldwide. We love it. Love we it. Love it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all the, the questions in the chat. We have a ton of comments, but we appreciate you all for tuning in. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Again, we kept this one short because Nick and Justin coming to you guys from Vegas tomorrow with a special Summer League Roundup podcast, the first one ever recorded in the Blue Wire Wind Studio. Awesome. Make sure to make plans Friday night, 6 p.m. Central Time, downtown OKC, Prairie Tap House, uncontested watch party, Thunder versus Golden State. Get off work. Grab your buddies, grab your significant other, grab some food, come out to Prairie, get a free beer on us, hang out, chat, watch basketball, have a blast. We'll all watch Giddy go for a triple-double. It's going to be a blast. Shout, give us a shout-out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DM, whatever, uh, and let us know if you plan on coming out. We'd, we'd love to uh, figure out if we need to bring more money because if we're going to have more than 50 people, uh, <laughs> hey, we'll we'll unload the bank, all right? <laughs> We're not really going to let Nick and Justin bet all the money on red out there in Vegas. So don't worry. We've got the cash for the beer. So you guys come out and hang out. Let us know if you're going to make it out. Have a great Monday. Enjoy Nick and Justin's bonus pod tomorrow. And then we'll be back with you guys Wednesday for a special podcast on the Spotify Green Room after the OKC Thunder. Uh, I forget who they play on Wednesday, but after that Summer League game, we will be live doing another podcast. Talk to you guys soon. And as always, Thunder up. <laughs>